Welcome in, everybody, to this episode of the New Beginnings Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Moss, and what a win for this Miami Dolphins team this week against the Los Angeles Rams. This was a win of epic proportions for what we're seeing from a rebuilding team, um, especially with Tua getting his first start and saw a lot of good things. And really, I, I, I meant to come out with an episode last week previewing the game and, and talking about a lot of the things that um, a lot of the media personnel, some of the writers, and, and just just people in general have been, have been saying about this team, about their decision to uh, to go with Tua, you know, a lot of the stuff that we were hearing, um, it, it just it had me so frustrated, and there was so much that I heard that I just thought was was just completely incorrect. And uh, don't get me wrong, the, pretty much everybody that has come out with takes on this, um, you know, throughout throughout the different uh, platforms are a lot more educated than myself uh, in, in in the inner workings of football and, you know, have more experience in covering these type of things. You know, I just mostly watch the games um, and then I, I watch uh, all of the different podcasts and, and, and videos and takes from... Uh, from the different media personnel, you know, throughout ESPN and the other platforms, um, on what they say about the games and how they preview games and how they break down what they saw, and so a lot of my knowledge comes from them and and from other people, and so that's that's usually kind of what I form my own uh, opinions around. But I also form my opinions around uh, the fact that I've been a fan of this team for over 20 years. And I watch every single game. I, you know, I watch every little bit of news and read the different articles from the people who cover the team uh, every day. And and so I, I I feel like I'm pretty well in tune with with kind of you know what goes on with this team for the most part, uh, at least as much as a, a normal fan can be. Uh, so I mean, by far not an expert by any means. Uh, but I do, I do try to stay educated, and, and I certainly uh, know the game well enough to be able to to evaluate what I'm seeing with my own eyes on the field. Uh, so when, whenever, whenever I, I heard the Mina Kimes take and, and Dan Orlovsky and and these guys talk about how the Dolphins' offensive line was trash and and how you know how how could they possibly put Tua out there with this terrible offensive line and you heard it from multiple different people it wasn't just them I, I heard I heard it all over the place uh, through throughout the week leading up uh, or through you know through the bye week and then the week leading up to uh, this game against the Rams and I I'm, that was one of the reasons why I just didn't make a video leading up to previewing the Rams game last week during the bye week is I just I, I, I could not fathom what I was hearing and so I wanted to just sit back. I wanted to listen to what everyone was saying. I wanted to go into this game, uh, watch, evaluate, and then really just kind of come and talk about everything. Uh, I figured that would be the best way to tackle it. And uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, don't, sure, Aaron Donald started off the game, got to Tua, you know, for his first passing play, and stripped the ball away from him, which I thought, you know, at that time I'm thinking, oh my goodness. 
Like they're, you know, all these people that were talking trash in this offensive line, they're going to be all empowered going, going into this week and be able to talk about it. But, um, from then on out, the offensive line did a pretty good job. I would say they did a really good job. They were able to kind of recover from that, the struggle there at the very beginning. And, um, they were, they were able to protect Tua for the most part and, uh, open up some, you know, some decent running lanes for, for, uh, Miles Gaskin. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into the individual play as far as the game's concerned, but, um, I just kind of wanted to speak to what people were saying about the offensive line. I mean, this this is an offensive line that, that had given up the least amount of sacks in the league. And so, I mean, whatever kind of metric that they want to point to as far as blocking for so many seconds or, or whatever, whatever kind of little, um, whatever kind of stat they want to throw out there to try to put this offensive line near the bottom of the league, if you know, dig deep and find those little stats here and there. But the the eye test from watching this offensive line throughout the entire year to this point has shown nothing but great things. And, I mean, honestly, it's been one of the bright spots on the team. Starting, starting two rookies on the right side of the offensive line, uh, having Austin Jackson go down, uh, we, you know, after we were seeing some good things from him as the left tackle, and going into this Rams game, having Jesse Davis uh, uh, start as the left tackle in his place, I was definitely a little nervous about that. Um, he's he's shown some decent things at times, but he's uh, certainly kind of underperformed as far as what we've what we've really hoped to get from him as far as an offensive lineman's concerned. But uh, but played a good game, uh, did a good job, and, and really they were able to. Uh, keep Tua from, from getting hit a lot. He, he was, you know, they were able to get some pressure on him, uh, but that's just to be expected because, I mean, the Rams have a very good defense, and even though uh, Jalen Ramsey went out uh, with an with a illness um, and, and didn't really play this game, uh, they still, you know, they, they still were able to show that they're one of the best defensive units in the league, so... So definitely credit to the Rams on that part. I, I wasn't surprised uh, by what I saw from their defense. You know, they, they played a very sound game. Um, but our defense certainly took the, uh, um, took the game by storm. They were the surprise of the game on, on how well this Miami defense was able to uh, really get after the quarterback. Uh, but before we really kind of dive into what we saw from uh, the different players on offense and defense during this game. I, I, I want to clear the air as far as what the narrative, what I've seen so far and what the narrative is going to continue to be until we get to see more of Tua on the field uh, during the Cardinals, this whenever they play the Cardinals this next week. And that is uh, honestly what, what, what I really feel is that we're going to see a lot of negative things said about this team, about the decision to switch to Tua, and about Tua's play in general. And I've already been seeing it. It's it's crazy to me that the uh, biggest voice of reason and the person that has made the most sense throughout this entire process has been Rex Ryan. And it, it blows my mind that that I'm watching all of these different takes uh, from these experts and and the things that they're saying that are just kind of, 
I, I, I would say premature, I guess, before we get to see more uh, of what this offense can possibly do under the reins of Tua Tungavailoa. And, and listening to uh, what, what they've kind of said this morning and, and listening to Rex Ryan, he stood firm. Uh, he stood firm whenever they made the decision to make the switch, and he stood firm even after what we would consider as a kind of a lackluster performance uh, for this offense against the Rams. And I, I could not agree with him more in that whenever you make the switch to this quarterback, it's not about evaluating him to see if we're going to need to draft a quarterback in this next draft. And it's not about uh, just throwing him out there to see if he's good or not and, and benching Fitzpatrick, uh, even though everybody's saying that he's the better quarterback at this moment. Uh, what, what, what Rex Ryan is saying is that they're putting him out there now because he's the quarterback that's going to give you the best chance to win, not only in the future, but right now. And it's not evaluating him. They've evaluated him already. They evaluated him throughout the draft process, which is why they drafted him. They've evaluated him from what they've seen throughout the limited training camp, uh, as well as the whole beginning of this season. And I've, I've harped on it, and I've banged my fists on the table, that uh, Tua, it's never been about the injury. It's never been about uh, anything else other than letting him get acclimated into this offensive system and get familiar with the speed of the game. You know, the, you draft a quarterback number five overall in a draft, uh, and of course the narrative surrounding him was about the injury, which, sure, that's fine. But being 100% medically cleared, he's out there practicing, he's out there training, he's out there getting ready to go and showing you good things. So, I mean, really what it comes down to and what, what I've thought that it's come down to up until this point was that he's been showing them really good things in practice. He's been playing great behind the scenes where nobody has been able to, you know, really cover it with... Uh, uh, with the virus and, and everything else, it's been only you know limited limited uh, coverage that that people have been able to get uh, at least like in depth in practices and in in uh, during an off season, which we've been kind of used to over the years, uh, really getting you know kind of that inside look at what's going on. Uh, but we haven't really had that. So I think that that's exactly what what was happening was that he's been showing them great things. But they've been working him in slowly, and they said, "Well, without this off season, let's you know, let's get him trained up, let's get him some good looks at practice. We're just gonna let him learn behind fits for a little bit and kind of see how the season goes. But whenever he's got a grasp of the offense, you know, he's you're you're gonna throw him in there because he's been showing you great things, and I think that's exactly what happened. So, <clears throat> so whenever they made the switch." I, I was a little surprised, I guess, only because we haven't really heard anything uh, from you know from the team in the background. They've been they've been kind of giving you mixed signals on on where he's at or when he's going to start, and I think that was on purpose. Um, but I'm not surprised in that I, I I figured that that was exactly what was going on, and in having him come out here now, and uh, honestly, we'll break down a little bit more of the the actual play that we saw from him on the field, but looking at him on the field, I'm not discouraged by it. And I don't think that that narrative should change. 
and that he's going to be the quarterback that's going to put you in the best position to win. Um, I mean, physically, mentally, and and just, I mean, the, the, the athleticism that he can bring to the table is going to be a huge factor as the season goes along. Um, so I really wanted to get into it there because I know I've, 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 I'm hearing it already and they're going to be saying it. They're saying, why, how, you know, how could they switch to Tua right now? If Fitzpatrick was still the quarterback, I would be picking them to win the AFC East and I just don't know now. And that's kind of the stuff that they're saying. And they're, they're going to be second guessing the choice to make the switch. Um, they're going to be second guessing Brian Flores. They're going to be second guessing the fact that they say that this uh, that this coaching staff and, and, and everybody involved is is choosing the future over the here and now, and they're choosing the organization over this team and doing uh, the players on this team a disservice. And I mean, I, I just I don't think it could be further from the truth. I I, I respect all of the opinions that that I hear and that that um, a lot of these experts are giving, but I just could not disagree with them more. And I think that. As we go into these next few weeks, uh, they're going to be proven wrong. And I'm sure that they're prepared for that. You know, I mean, they're, they give their opinions. That's what they're paid to do. And sometimes they're right. They're probably usually right. But sometimes they're wrong. And, you know, they're, they're prepared for that. And they're always prepared to, to admit it. And I will be happy to admit it as well. If Tua goes out and continues to play bad for multiple weeks um, and ends up costing us some games because of it, then I'm more than willing to backtrack and say, yeah, maybe they should have kept Fitz in. Uh, maybe they're going to need to kind of rethink what they're going to be doing in the future. But I just, as of right now, I don't even see that as a possibility. I don't think that's going to happen at all. And uh, I, I could not think more highly of the decision of this coaching staff. And I think that they are... Uh, not only just thinking about the future, but they're thinking about the here and now because you don't draft a guy number five overall to not be thinking about how they can use him in the here and now and how they can get him ready to to have him contribute to the success of a team that looks like that it's going to be in a prime position to at least contend uh, for a playoff spot, at least to this point. That's what they're showing us. Um so I'm, I'm very excited, very excited, uh, huge win, um, this win could not have come at a better time, uh, just, you know, finally getting over the 500 hump, and uh, just kind of continuing to build on the success of last year, uh, we saw this team struggle a little bit at the beginning of the year, and I mean, honestly, a lot of the struggles throughout the beginning of the year, I put on the shoulders of Ryan Fitzpatrick at time for inconsistent play, um, not being able to find the open receivers and and just you know you can you can you can see the difference in arm strength between these two quarterbacks whenever Tua came you know whenever he started out this game and was throwing these passes he has got a zip on the ball and he has got uh, tremendous arm strength and quick decision making um so so really I I, I just think moving forward that we're going to get to see a lot more than what we saw in this last game, and I'm going to get to the, I'm going to get into a little bit more into that as we talk about the game. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and do that now. Um, but to, talking a little bit about the score to start off with, uh, this game was not near as close as what the what the ending score would indicate, and uh, 
You know, they, they win by, I believe it was 11 points. And, and honestly, the way this game played out, I mean, it could have been a three, you know, a three score difference game. Uh, and even more so because I, and I, I really think that throughout the game on offense, uh, the coaching staff and it, once they kind of saw how the game was going, um, you know, the, the, they had the, the quick score on us after the uh, Aaron Donald uh, strip of Tua Tungabailoa. And they go down and score with Robert Woods, uh, who had a huge game. Robert Woods had a very big game. And, and uh, you know, he shows that he's definitely one of the top options on that team. Cooper Cup uh, really kind of gashed the defense, uh, especially in the, in the later part of the second half, uh, whenever you could tell that the defense was getting pretty gassed and... They were playing a lot more soft coverage at that point. So uh, Cooper Cup had a lot of targets, had a lot of catches, uh, a lot of yards. But that just kind of added up, you know. And Whenever you're playing from behind and you've got to make a lot of passes uh, and the defense kind of is getting very tired from from being on the field a lot and they start playing a lot more soft coverage to just kind of contain that that win and hold that lead, Um you're going to give up a lot of that. I'm, I won't call it garbage time because, I mean, they're actively trying to come back and, and pull within uh, one score to make it a close game. So uh, so that, that's what they did, and they were successful at that at the, at the later part of the game. Um, but really, I, I think that getting back to my point, the offensive, uh, the offensive unit was kind, of, was kind of held back a little bit is kind of what I would, what I would call it. I think that they saw that the defense was going to control the narrative of this game. And whenever we got a, a, a huge 88-yard punt return by Jakeem Grant um, to kind of extend that lead a little bit, you really saw them have a lot more conservative play calling. Um, not a lot of shots down the field. Not a lot of over-the-middle uh, throws, uh, you know, past, past 10 yards. And that was kind of what I was expecting going into this game. I thought with Tua, you know, he's he's very good. His vision's very good. And um, he's very good at uh, going through his progress, uh, progressions, through his reads, uh, before he makes passes, before he decides where he's going to pass it. So I thought that going into this game that they were going to target uh, the middle of the field, you know, 15 yards kind of area uh, to really kind of gash the other team's defense, you know, instead of taking those shots on the outside, instead of kind of doing the, the underneath throws, just because the the weak point of that defense for the Rams is over the middle around their linebacking core, uh, if anything, because you've got Jalen Ramsey, who, who didn't play, but still their secondary is very good. So you've got their secondary, which is a strong point, and you've got their defensive line, which is an extremely strong point. So uh, trying to continuously either run the ball or, or run short screens is going to be very difficult when you have the speed and athleticism of Aaron Donald and the other uh, other guys on the defensive line there. And you saw them struggle with that as well. And so I think that that's kind of what it was. They didn't want to force the ball over the middle and have a chance of, of, of Tua um, getting picked off and, and putting him in the position where he could just make a lot of easy reads, uh, a lot of short reads, and and try to get a running game going. And they did try and, and uh, struggled a little bit with that, but everybody kind of knew that that was probably going to be the case going into the game. But they were the running game was able to do enough um, 
to to try to help him out a little bit. Uh, but really, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't extremely discouraged. It was nice to see him get the touchdown throw to Devontae Parker. I, I really wanted to see him make some more plays with these receivers, um, especially uh, not only over the middle, like I was saying before, but but down you know down the sidelines. I saw him whenever he made that um, that shot to Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki could have easily caught that deep pass on the left side there, but it could have easily been picked off too, and it it almost was picked off. Uh, but I thought that was still a pretty good throw. He hit a, he hit Gasecki pretty much right in the hands. Um, so he you know as far as ball placement, that was it was a very good throw uh, and, and a good shot to take. Those are the kind of shots that you want to see somebody take every once in a while. Um, so so definitely not not a bad one there. Uh, but other than that, you know there wasn't there wasn't too many uh, throws by Tua where I thought you know we're going to be picked off or was really a bad throw. Um, the only other thing that I'd probably say about the offense is, is as much as they were kind of held back, I would say by the by the coaching staff to to be more conservative. I think that um, Tua was kind of held back by uh, by the drop balls, I and mean, there was I think there was four of them. I know that there was two or three by Preston Williams alone, and that was just it, it was brutal to watch because um, there was a, at least two of those hit Preston Williams right in the hands. I mean, just a, a bullet pass right in the hands. Nobody around to, to strip the ball out. I mean, he just flat out dropped the ball. And it was it was very frustrating because those are, those are the ones that are going to help your rookie quarterback out. Um, you know, you get those short passes over the middle that these, you know, the, you, you want to get the ball into your playmaker's hands. And Preston Williams is certainly one of those playmakers. Um, but trying to get the ball into their hands so they can do something and, you know, extend the drive, get the first down possibly even more, uh, and having them just flat out drop the ball, it was it was hard to watch. And so, I mean, you know, you, you give two, a, two or three of those just flat out drop balls uh, and, and are able to extend a couple more drives, he could have had better stats. So, you know, so as I, as I was watching the game, I'm thinking, you know, this this offense doesn't look great, but I don't think that it's because of Tua. I think that Fitzpatrick, you know, would have had maybe not a similar game. Maybe he would have done better. Who knows? I mean, it's it's hard to compare the two. And, you know, after the fact, you can't really look back at it like that. Um, but I definitely think that, that Tua gave them, you know, he, he was able to run the offense to the best of his ability and, uh, I think he needs to look to run a little bit more. If they're going to run this uh, run pass option, there was a lot of times where they'd be running the RPO and and he would go to hand off to Miles Gaskin. And if he would have just kept the ball on a couple of those and ran out to the left, I mean, there was no defenders there. He's looking at a 15-plus yard run easily. And, I mean, he's never been known as like the, the ultra-mobile quarterback like a Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray or, you know, those kind of guys that... Uh, Lamar Jackson that can that can break off big runs, uh, but he's certainly athletic enough to to get out to the side and run the ball. I mean, uh, there's just I, I think that when they go back through the film and look at that, they're gonna they're gonna learn a lot of things um, as far as what what some of the things that they could have done during this game. Um, so it's 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 good for Tua to have some uh, have some experience under his belt now. 
to be able to have some film to go back and watch and kind of learn from, and, and these offensive players can kind of evaluate um, their position in this offense with Tua at the helm. Um, so I, I honestly expect them to have a lot more success this next week against Arizona. Um, Arizona is still a, a very good team, a very good offensive team. Their defense is, is okay, so, uh, but I, I do think that they're going to have a lot more opportunities uh, offensively to, to kind of show what they can do with Tua. Um, so that's, that's pretty much all, all I've got for the offense. There's, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about with the offense. The Miles Gaskin fumble was was very bad. Um, he t- he took a pretty good hit on that. So um, he's be, he's been good with the ball to this point. So to to get that one fumble with the guy just kind of barreling into him, and I mean, if anything, it could have been leading with the crown of your helmet, which is supposed to be a penalty now, but they don't call it very often. Um, and I mean, he didn't he didn't necessarily hit him helmet to helmet with it. So I mean, not, not really gonna complain about that it was you know it was a good hit he hit the ball out um uh, I'm sure Gaskin will look at that and he, he takes a lot of pride in the work that he's put in and he's he's put in a lot of work from a seventh round pick two years ago to to now being the starter for the team uh, so he's worked very hard he's he's earned the right to to have a mistake and and I'm sure that he'll come back strong from that and he um I I expect him to to still contribute a lot going forward uh, I think that Matt Burita will have a little bit bigger of a role going forward. Um, his ability, you know, his speed and his ability to catch the ball, I think, is going to be a big help to Tua. Um, and, and I think we would have saw more from him in this last game if if they were able to sustain drives for a little bit longer. Um, that's just kind of what I what I expect going forward. And I expect great things from the offensive line going forward. They've showed us even more great things, and hopefully. Um, I haven't really. I, I didn't really hear anything or, or see anything. I tried to look it up uh, on when hopefully uh, Austin Jackson is going to get back at the left tackle. So hopefully that'll be soon, and he'll really help kind of solidify this offensive line even more so. Um, but really, that's about it for the offense that I can think of. Hopefully they'll all have more uh, to talk about for this offense next time. Um, but really just not a whole lot today. And, and, uh, that's, that's like, I've, I've kind of talked about before. That's this, a product of, of playing against a good defense like the Rams and just not really, uh, having the game script set after the beginning of the game where you need the offense to do much. You, all you really need the offense to do is not turn the ball over, um, you know, punting quite a bit, you know, you, you get a first, try to get as many first downs as you can to keep your defense resting, get points if you can, and, and just don't make turnovers. And that's, that's kind of what their job was. And they were able to do it pretty well. And it'd have been nice to get some more first downs because that really hurt the defense, which we're, we're going to get into now. Uh, it really hurt them in the second half. And, um, I think, I think if we're going to talk about this defense, it's going to be the, the talking point about them is going to be the second half to start off with because we all saw the first half, how they were able to just completely dominate. Um, the second half, giving up a lot more passing yards. Um, and, and I spoke about it before, but that's it, it's going to be kind of a, you know attributed to the heat, um, to 
being on the field a lot this game, um, the Rams pretty much owned every, just about every uh, stat in the game that you can that you can have as far as rushing, uh, passing, and time of possession. Just I mean, really, really statistically, you know, if you were to look at it on paper, um, they it would look like that they dominated the game. Um, but when, whenever you have defensive scores and special special team scores and other things of that nature, that's just kind of um, that can kind of be misleading, especially whenever you have uh, so many turnovers and you whenever you dominate the turnover game and and really that you couldn't ask anything more from the defense. So whenever they were gassed in the second half and and they were giving up, you know, they gave up another score and, and gave up quite a few yards. I wasn't, I wasn't really discouraged by that. I think that um, if they were in a position where they needed to keep bringing that pressure, you know, they would have, they would have been able to dial it up. But there just wasn't really a need at that point. It was really just don't give up, you know, big giant plays that are going to get them points fast. It's you have to make them. Uh, work down the field to get those points and, and and try to make them use as much time as possible. So, so they did a good job of that. You know, um, Coach Flores is very good at, at uh, uh, situational football. Um, so, so you know, coming out with the win was was the most important thing. And um, but, yeah, but getting into it a little bit more, going into the first half, uh, we saw the. Uh, so I think it was 77-yard fumble return uh, by Andrew Van Ginkle, and and uh, it couldn't have been happier to see that from him. I mean, he's been he has been working very hard and uh, coming off of that giant sack by Emmanuel Logba that that created that fumble uh, that he was able to return. So just a, a great sequence right there from the defense, um, and then you know they 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 get the ball back and. Um, the Rams get the ball back and, and the defense is able to hold them again and then we get an 88-yard uh, punt return by, by Jakeem Grant who just who just blew past everybody on that play. It, it was incredible. And he had already had a, a punt return earlier in the game that went for quite a few yards, so you kind of get that sense that he was he was really trying to break one this game and, and um, you know, going going forward, he's going to be uh, a huge factor in the success of this team in uh, trying to set up the offense in, in the best position on the field by, you know, kind of creating creating those big yards on those returns. Um, so I think Jakeem Grant had an all-around great game. I, uh, I think he's going to possibly be somebody who can, who can uh, help out Tua a lot over the middle with his speed and uh, his route running. So that's something that that I'll I'll look forward to taking a look at as we as we go through these next weeks and um, but the secondary uh, Byron Jones got banged up a little bit at one point during this game I believe he came back in and uh, was still able to contribute there and um, uh, Eric Rowe had a monster game he was he was incredible in this game Kyle Van Noy had a very good game uh, Jerome Baker was good I. I there, there's not really too many defensive players that I can look to <laughs> with the Dolphins and say that they had a bad game. I mean, Christian Wilkins had, an, had a great interception where he dropped back into coverage over the middle, and, and Goff just threw it right to him, and he was able to grab it. So that was that was a great thing to see. Christian Wilkins is having a, a Pro Bowl 
caliber type year right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think that Byron Jones, you know, he's, he's struggled a little bit with the health and I hope that, uh, whatever he kind of did during that game, I hope it ends up being nothing. I mean, he was able to come back in, but, um, hopefully, hopefully he's going to be able to get himself good and healthy because he's, he is very, very important to this team. Um, because he is the he is the corner that does not give up catches, and as we saw in this Rams game, Xavier Howard will give up some catches. Um, he's still a very physical corner, and he's able to come in with those interceptions. Usually, um, he should have had a couple at least uh, in in this game. Uh, he had some where he he put himself in a great position and had a great play on the ball um, at a couple of those times and just had the ball hit him in the hands. Uh, so n- not balls that he would usually drop either. So there was there was a possibility of at least at least three to four more turnovers in this game from Jared Goff. So he uh, he had a very very difficult day, um, it, you know, withstanding all that pressure that was coming his way and and the interceptions and then possible other interceptions that could have come from that. Uh, but but having Byron Jones in there, like I was saying, is is going to be very uh, important for this team going forward. He's he's the one that you can count on uh, to not give up the, the you know the, the the receptions during the game. And Xavier Howard, we saw him. It, it was frustrating at times to see him get a little lost um, to uh, kind of get mixed up a little bit at times and and give up some catches to Robert Woods and 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 some other you know some of the other receivers he was on at the time, but. Um, but Robert Woods is a very good receiver. He's been very good for a while, and and, and uh, Goff is obviously not a bad quarterback. He struggled in this game, but um, you know, good quarterbacks will struggle against good defenses sometimes. So there's no there's no shame in that. And um, but yeah, I think Xavier Howard will have a lot to look at after this game uh, to go back and kind of watch the tape there. But for the most part, especially you know. Um, at the beginning of the game, they were able to really lock lock the receivers down for the most part. Um, so there's there's nothing to really complain about as far as that goes. Uh, there's a lot of big hits in this game. Landon Roberts uh, from the linebacking spot made a, a couple of huge hits in this game. And, and one of the first ones that he made, one of the big hits, uh, he injured his elbow, I think, on the on that play and, and came out. But it eventually came back into the game. Uh, so there was there was quite a few players that were kind of dinged up. Uh, so we'll we'll have to take a look at the injury report going into this next week and kind of see what uh, what what injuries are going to carry over uh, into this next week for this team. But uh, for the most part, I think that they avoided really any real big injuries that I saw um, that that they shouldn't be able to heal up from. Uh, but well, that's really all I have to talk about for the game um i i can't think of anything else that i haven't covered it's it's a monumental win for this team uh to to beat a team like the rams uh, a team a sean mcveigh led rams team that is a very good team uh, has a very good defense and really the miami defense was able to go out and just impose their will and show that this is a team that I, I don't know if they'll be able to complete a playoff run and and 
really make the playoffs, but it's a team that has the uh, potential to do it, and it's a team that shouldn't be, you know, they're showing that they, they shouldn't be overlooked, uh, that they have, they've got the talent and they've got the players to compete against pretty much every team in the league, um, at least to some extent compete. Uh, so that they're, they're a defense that can give anybody um, uh, difficulty throughout a game. They can generate pressure. They can create turnovers. And when you've got a defense that is playing to that level, uh, regardless of, of really where your offense is, you, you want to have a good offense if you want to uh, beat those uh, uh, higher-level teams in the league, and you, you pretty much need to have one. But if you've got a defense that's able to do what we've been seeing from this defense then you can at least compete against anybody. Um, the best teams that you've seen go into the playoffs and make uh, deeper playoff runs are teams that have a defense that is able to make big stops, get turnovers when they need to, and, and generate pressure on the opposing team's quarterback. So uh, they've, they've built themselves up in the right way, and um, I'm, I'm very excited to see what they're going to be doing this next week against the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, we're really going to need uh, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard on their best game because uh, the, with with the Cardinals they've got Christian Kirk and they've obviously got um, uh, they've obviously got Hopkins, so they've got a great receiving core. They've got a mobile uh, mobile quarterback and Kyler Murray. Um, I think Kenyon Drake. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing in this game. He might be out of the game, but Chase Edmonds. Uh, no matter which one of them is in there, they've got a couple of very good running backs. And we saw how Miami, you know, struggled against the run pretty much throughout the entire game against, you know, with the, with the Rams. They were able to make the stops when they needed to, um, but you know, giving up like 120 plus yards rushing in a game, um, it, it was distributed through three different running backs. Uh, so, so not completely discouraging there but they 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 do definitely need to take a look at their uh their running defense and try to sharpen that up a little bit uh they struggled they struggled in this rams game with tackling more than i thought they would uh they've they've they really kind of slipped on the tackling scale and I, i don't know if that was maybe from the bye week and you know you're coming back from the bye week after getting some rest trying to get back into the swing of things jumping back into a game against a team with some pretty good playmakers um, and, but but they definitely you know there's there was a lot of missed tackles and, and missed opportunities uh, to bring down players before they picked up extra yards in this game. So uh, so I, I hopefully they'll be able to sharpen that up a little bit going into this one because you've got a, a team in Arizona that is that is uh, very athletic, very fast, and um, defensively Arizona doesn't really have anything that scares me. Uh, at least compare whenever you compare them to a team that we just played in the Rams. So, uh, so going into this game, I, I think that we're going to see a lot more from from the Dolphins' offense. I think that they're going to need the offense to step up in this game because the defense is going to they're going to have a lot to compete with. I mean, Kyler Murray has been on fire this year, and uh, Hopkins is is showing why he's one of the top tier receivers in the league. Uh, so we'll need the secondary to really be on their best game. Um, we're going to need the front of the defense to be able to step up and, and really try to contain Kyler Murray, keep him in the pocket as much as possible. 
and, and continue to kind of generate that pressure that we've been seeing from this team. Um, if if I had to, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even really know to make a prediction. Honestly, I think this game is going to be a, a close game against the Cardinals. I think it's going to be closer uh, even than the uh, Rams game here, uh, just because of the the. Uh, running ability that we see from Kyler Murray. I think it's going to be something that's very dangerous. Uh, it's going to be something that if the Dolphins aren't careful and they're not able to to limit uh, the rushing opportunities from Kyler Murray, then, it, I mean, they, they could end up losing this game for sure. But I, I think it's going to be about a seven-point game either way. I, I think either team could win either by a field goal to a touchdown right through there, three to seven points. Um but a very exciting game. I think it'll be a really good game to watch. Uh, I hope that if, if the Dolphins are able to string some more wins together, that I really hope that there's a possibility they could get flexed into a uh, primetime game eventually. So that, that would be very fun to watch, uh, especially since they didn't get any uh, primetime games at all except for the Thursday night game this year. Um, but they're... I kind of, I kind of really want to see this team break that uh, dolphin stigma of losing in, in primetime games that uh, I've kind of been accustomed to for for a long time. Um, but I, I'm sure if they're able to make a good push this year, then I'm sure the Dolphins will uh, see some more primetime games come their way next year and in in, in the years coming. Um, but that's really all I have. I hope that that. I hope I haven't infuriated too many people as far as my my takes on this team and and, and Tua are concerned. But um, I, I've made no I've made no point in hiding that I have been very biased towards uh, Tua and, and my thoughts on him in the past. Uh, so I you know I don't hide that if it if it kind of uh, if it kind of makes my opinion wrong in in, in some ways or my my takes seem a little unrealistic in some ways, and that's fine. I mean, I, I have no issue in in walking myself back if I end up being wrong. But uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing Tua prove everybody wrong, <laughs> everybody else wrong. Um, but uh, but we'll come back and talk about the Arizona Cardinals game after it happens. I will uh, I will look forward to breaking down that game and. Hopefully, this team will be uh, five and three the next time that that, that I come to you. Um, the Bills were able to squeak by the Patriots in that game. I thought the Patriots were going to beat them for a second, but uh, the the Bills have a very difficult schedule going forward. So, if Miami's able to string some more wins together, then we're, there's a good possibility that we can catch the Bills uh, in this division. So we'll keep a close eye on that, but. That's all I have for today for you. Um, This has been the uh, latest episode of the New Beginnings Podcast. And we'll come to you next week. Fins up, everybody, and enjoy the game.